Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, where business expert and success coach Kelsey Matheson teaches you how to massively grow your business, navigate the mind drama that's holding you back, make more money, and acquire the skills and confidence to become unstoppable. Hello, my friends. You are listening to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, and this is episode number 68. So I recently was a guest on the podcast, The Unfiltered Experience, with hosts Scott Goyette and Christopher Rausch, and it was a blast. (laughs) I had so much fun. And what was really cool about this experience was that it was live. These guys go live every Friday. Scott and Christopher share tools on mindset and success strategies. They talk about relationships and spirituality and just creating the life that you want to create for yourself, right? They have weekly guests and I was their guest on Friday, January 20th. So today I'm going to share that episode with you because we talked about doubt demons. We talked about limiting beliefs and strategies to overcome them. We talked about why our why is so important and powerful. And it was such an inspiring and fun conversation that I thought it would be perfect to share with you all here. So sit back, take in all the goodness and enjoy. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Happy Friday night. It is 5 p.m. Friday night, Pacific Standard Time, and you're at your place for the unfiltered experience, the place where we get you to expand your mind, your confidence, your spirituality, and everything else just to have an amazing life. I am Christopher Roush, the No Excuses Coach. I'm fired up tonight. I'm joined by my amazing partner right here. Scott Goyette with Christopher Roush. What's up, buddy? Yeah, rock and roll, baby. Rock and roll. I've been going to the gym. I've been to the gym five days last week. I've been to the gym five days this week, doing my walking, doing my drinking water taking my vitamins, still in a lot of pain, but actually feeling a lot of mental clarity coming about. So it's good. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. You know, like when things feel a little off, I always go back and do the things I know I can control and I can control what I input in my body. I can drink lots of water, eat healthy, go to the gym. So while other things are spiraling out of control, I would say by like June, I've got a a new personal trainer. And uh, so I'm supporting him in coaching. He's training me. We've been accountability coaches to one another. We just laid out a plan from now to June. I hate to say it, man. I'm going to be shredded by June. There you go, man. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. And that's going to be after that's going to be after your yeah. trip, right? But it's before you go to Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I get right. to be ripped in Costa Rica so I can pretend I'm like 20 again for that summer. And our guest tonight yeah. is one of the reasons that I actually get to go to Costa Rica every year. It's probably the most amazing place on the planet. And, you know, I've been fortunate to be to a lot of places. It's called Anamaya Resort in Costa Rica. And we bring our magic. The magic of that environment is just incredible. And our next guest is one of the owners there. Somehow, we've never actually met in person, but we've met so many times virtually. You know, she's there. I'm here because she's up in Canada and then she's moving to the States. I'm like, we're all moving all over the place and we're just crossing paths. But our magic has crossed paths. Awesome. And without further ado, let me introduce a good friend who I've actually never physically met, Kelsey Matheson. Welcome to the show, Kelsey. It's great to see you. And, and that's so cool. You guys get to meet here visually yeah. for the first time, right? Well, we've oh, met no, no. virtually yeah. before, oh. yeah, a number of times, but oh, yeah. we've never met in the flesh. In the flesh. So, ah, yeah. You got to correct yeah. that this year. 
we were doing virtual retreat stuff to yeah. support um, the Anamaya community during COVID. So we've spent time together. I feel like we know each other. It was funny because I think you said it. You're like, wait, we've never met in person. I'm like, yeah. in my head, I was like, weren't you there one year? And I think you were there the week before. I think we missed each other by like a moment. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think we just missed each other. Yeah. Because you and Kim have been coming now for... 10 years, 11, 11 years since, since like the inaugural year. So it's, been, well, so we just turned 13 in December. So then it's been 12 or 13 years. 12, so it's been yeah. that long. Wow. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Kelsey. I mean, let me get to know you a little bit now, now that Scott knows you as well. And then we're going to dive into the conversation about tackling those doubt demons. I've had a few people reach out to me and said, that is such a cool title and I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to the show. So thank you guys all for watching live or on the replay. And as always, if you have questions for Kelsey or any of us, please feel free to chime in there in the chat. This is a, this is a conversation that includes you guys at home, whether you're listening on the podcast or watching the video cast. We appreciate you, all you guys being here. So please take it away, Kelsey. Well, thank you so much, you guys, for having me. I'm so stoked for tonight and to chat with you. And when Scott told me about your podcast, I was listening to um, a number of episodes and I just love the show. I love what you guys are doing. So I'm really grateful to be here. Um, Yeah, thank you. So yeah, I'm Kelsey Matheson. I'm originally from Canada. I live in New York now with my family. And I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years. I was an entrepreneur when a lot of people didn't really know what that word meant. (laughs) (laughs) Nor how to spell it. people still don't. Yeah, yeah. A entrepreneur. That's right, yeah. And there weren't a lot of female role models, truthfully. But I was not the type of person that liked working for other people. <laughs> to be totally honest. But I also I was I was a big dreamer. I liked to do my own thing. I was very creative. I loved business. I loved creativity. I kind of I felt like I married those two skill sets. And I just started I started creating things for myself. I was an actress for many years and then when I would go out for auditions and I found there just weren't the roles available for me, then I started producing and then I created those roles and produced short films. And then I knew one day I went to Costa Rica and I didn't know how, but I knew I wanted to have a home there one day. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the money. I didn't speak the language. I had no business owning a home in Costa Rica, but I was like, no, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a, a home in Costa Rica one day. And I told all my friends, I told all my family, they thought I was crazy. <laughs> And now not only do I have my own home, but I have my own business. And, you know, we just turned 13 years old, as I said, and we survived COVID. We survived the economic crisis of 2008, 2009. Um, I've learned a lot, had a lot of success, but also a lot of failures. (laughs) I had a backpack company that helped to put kids around the world through school. We sold that successfully in 2020. I had a yoga clothing company at one point. So I just love building businesses. and then. I moved to New York and I also started an, uh, an online program called the Optimal Health and Conscious Living Academy for Women. And I had a lot of women coming to me saying, I want to know more about what you do and how you do it. And so I'd say, oh, well, I know this great business coach. And I'd refer them to them or, oh, I know this great person you can talk to. And they're like, no, 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 no. I really want to know how, like, how do you do what you do? <laughs> and so, my, yeah, so my, I'm like, well, I'm not a coach. My husband's like, yeah, but they want to know what you do and how you do it. They want to learn from you. Essentially, you're a coach. I'm like, well, okay. So I started helping other women build their businesses and grow their businesses and make six figures and beyond or start their business, depending on where they were at. And then during COVID, I got my certification in life and business coaching. And now my mission 
is really to help other you know women step into their roles as leaders and for other female entrepreneurs to massively grow their business and believe that they can. Because I also work with a lot of entrepreneurs in the health and wellness space. And I'm sure Scott can attest to the fact that a lot of yoga teachers, for example, or fitness experts or you know life coaches don't think they can make a lot of money. And I'm like, oh, but you can, if that's something that you're interested in. You know, if that's something that you want, it's definitely there. But the mindset is that um, they can't make a lot of money doing what they love to do. Let's go right there on that right now, because because here's the scoop. Okay, How? How many of us, and this is for everybody listening, how many of us have sat there and heard our parents say, art, you can't make money doing art. So we've been pre-programmed to believe there's certain spaces that make money. I can be a doctor. I can be a lawyer. I can be a finance guy, you know, we come up with these things that have titles that we want to attach that I am statement to that. Instead of I am bringing my brilliance to the world, we attach to something that somebody else says should be our brilliance. Now, you, Chris and myself are sitting here for a reason. We don't like working for somebody else telling us what our brilliance is. I did it for a long time. I I can tell you what my brilliance is right now. If you're around me long enough, you will succeed. Because I am going to find the spaces that you're making excuses and I'm going to make sure you succeed and find your brilliance. It's a byproduct of sitting next to me for too long. It's going to happen. And organically that happened to you. So let's talk about that. Yoga instructors, health and fitness coaches. How many people get the certifications, do it for a year and then leave because they say, see, I knew I wasn't good enough. And why do they fail? And could they succeed and how? Well, it's interesting, right? Because like from the moment we're born, the world around us is giving us some really strong messages, right? In psychology, it's like we're being enculturated. Like we have certain beliefs or we're enculturated to have certain beliefs, to have certain understandings, certain values, perspectives, right? And those messages are coming from our environment, whether that's our family or our teachers or our peers or, or our colleagues. And then the next layer of influence, like you were saying, Scott, is like messages that institutions send us about who we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to do and how to show up. And we pick up those messages about what's right and wrong or true or not true or who we should be or who we shouldn't be. And so we love to should all over ourselves, right? And it's totally tied to our what we think is our identities. And I have so many women who come to me and will say, well, I tried that or this isn't for me right? Or I can't do that. You can do that, but I can't do that because you're a unicorn. I'm not a unicorn. So it's interesting because I, I use an, the analogy and you were talking a little bit about this earlier about um, up-leveling, shifting into a new version of yourself. And so I use the analogy and I use a little girl because I you know work with women, but a little girl is standing at the edge of a pool and she wants to jump in for the first time, right? And so she's looking at the pool And her old identity is like, don't do it. Oh my God, that's an awful idea. That's a horrible idea. We're dry up here. We can see around us. We're totally safe. Don't jump in. Don't jump in. And this new identity is like, come on, this is going to be the best experience in the world. We're going to like swim with the big kids and we're going to feel what it's like to like fly through the air and plunge into the water. It's going to be amazing. And the other old identity is like, don't do it. Don't do it. And there's this tug of war going on. And the larger the risk, you know, the longer that tug of war can happen because mm-hmm. essentially as soon as her little feet leave that platform, there's a death because she'll never be the little girl who never jumped into a pool ever again. 
Love it. Right. And so I talk a lot about what got you here isn't going to get you there. And if we keep trying to do the same things over and over and over again, then we will keep hitting that wall. We'll stay stuck. We'll be running around on the hamster wheel. But it takes a lot of courage, right? It does take a lot of courage. It takes a lot of mindset shifts. And it also, I mean, the work that I do a lot with my clients is really allowing them to see how much power they have to move into whatever that is for them, the next phase of their life, the next phase of their health and wellness, wellness, the next phase of their business. It's kind of a fascinating journey. But yeah, for a lot of people, it can be terrifying. <laughs> I love that. I love that, Kelsey. I mean, you're speaking our language big time here on the show. I think you studied it and you're like, okay, these guys go in this direction. <laughs> no, I love it. speaks the same so, language. <laughs> so you're successful now and you've done all these amazing things. You built these incredible businesses. Talk to us about a low time in your life where you were like at the, your worst moment, perhaps, mm-hmm. and what it is that you went through and what you learned and gained from that experience. Because oftentimes I tell people like, you got to fail your way to success. You have to go out there and be willing to put yourself out there and go through yeah. those tough times because when we grow the most, it's not when things are easy. It's when things are challenging. So talk to us about one of those challenging times in your life and how you went through that and what you did to pivot to get out of that to become the person you are today? Yeah. So when we started Anamaya, Anamaya opened in December 2009. And I had had my daughter in November of 2009. So the one thing that I can recommend is don't have a baby and start your business (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) It's a really bad idea. So I, I had my daughter and we opened Anamaya. And, um, of course I thought I had to be what society tells us to be. I had to be the best mom. I had to show up for my business, like a badass entrepreneur. And I had to still have this like swing from the chandeliers in the bedroom and have this amazing bod and be like everybody's best friend. And I was totally buying into it. And I, I ended up burning myself out in a really bad way. I would hide in my office and was convincing myself that everyone would just be better off without me. It was really dark, but I really was, I was really having these thoughts that my husband would be better off. My daughter would be better off. My friends, my family, my business partners, like there wasn't really a space for me here. And there's a history of addiction and suicide in my family. And there was one day where I just had this thought of there's something else going on that I need to investigate because this doesn't feel like me. And I don't want to go in that direction in my life because I know, like, I know that there's more out there and I know that there's something going on that is causing this. So I went to an integrated doctor. So she helped me realize that my hormones were completely out of whack and there was a, a lot going on there. And then once I was able to kind of get my mental health in a better place, then I was able to realize that my thoughts were also creating my results. Like the circumstances are the things that in the world that we can't control, right? They exist in the world. We can't control them. They're factual. But then I was, my thoughts about my circumstances were creating these emotions that were dictating my actions, which were then creating my results. Mm -hmm. And once I was able to kind of, gain some clarity on that with the help of my doctor, then it just changed my whole life. Cause you know, that just opened up the world to me. I realized that my results were ultimately because of the thoughts that I were having and the thoughts that I have, I can change. I can choose to think whatever I want to think. So that was a, that was a pretty powerful time in my life. And I feel like I did need outside support that allowed me to then realize that I had a lot more power than I thought. <laughs> 
I'd love to share something that Chris and I, um, you know, we talk about when we talk about resilience. Um, a good friend of mine, Randy Pierce, beautiful human being. He went blind when he was 22 years old. He's been on the show since then. He's done 20 something Boston marathons in qualifying wow. time. Well, one of the things that I share in my coaching program, it's part of what I call the fear model. So when we talk about resilience, I think people, when you say the word resilience and when you talk about what you were just talking about, how do we get to that point where I'm a resilient human being? where I'm not attaching to the thoughts that are destroying me, where mm -hmm. even though I can see the light, I'm getting sucked in from the darkness. We always feel like resilience has to be this thing that I do. And you just said, you know, the first thing, especially, and I don't want to say especially, a lot of men refuse to ask for help because of the right. belief structure. It's all of us. And one of the things that Randy does is a very simple outline of what your team should look like. You have to have redundancy in each area and teams and acronym, people who you trust. So imagine when you're going through that and there's two people, you say, I need help right now. I'm mm. losing my shit. And yeah, those totally. people go, well, here's 20 things you do, Kelsey, that are amazing. And I can imagine what it feels like inside, but man, you're important. And then you kind of come back mm. to, there's that, that enthusiastic person. We want to get a few of them, your cheerleader who just goes, go Kelsey, you're amazing. I love you. Even to a point where you're like, will you shut up? But you know, we just need that boost, even if it sounds crazy. Then the one we don't like, but the accountability person, hey, Kelsey, you said you're going to take these three steps to change. Are you doing it? Because I didn't see you do it this week. And then there's the mentor, that person who allows us to say, I think I can get there. I heard you saying it earlier where people go, well, you can, but you're a unicorn. You're this. Yeah, and yeah. we forget that it's possible. One of the things that I do often when I teach and I put myself in a position to be a mentor is I remember my favorite professors they would tell their story. I'm like, holy shit, you're amazing. They're like, I'm a motivational speaker. I've got all these awards. I was part of writing the textbook. I went to this school and this school. And I, the distance between me and them felt like dumb little student. And I wasn't looking at 40 years differential. And so what I do with my students, I go, hey, listen, I have this, 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 and this, and this, and you're going, there's distance. You know what I did yesterday? I'm like, how stupid am I that I'm teaching this? And I go, but we're not stupid. You know what I'm called? A human being, human. the distance yeah. isn't as far as you think. Take the first step. And yeah. so that's why I love shows like this, where that honesty that, hey, two minutes ago, I might have been here. You like the fact that I own part of RMI. I'm a business owner, empowering woman, but I could have been laying on the ground next to you. Stand up. And so talk more about that, because I feel like there's so many of us that we think there's such distance. Shorten the distance for our listeners so that they understand even more how quickly they can get there with that first step. Beautiful. Yeah. So I love that because it, I mean, and the distance, it's a lot shorter than you think. And it's also the journey is different for everyone, yeah. right? So your journey to get where it is that you want to go is going to look very different from mine to yours to, you know, to somebody else's because the, the brain will focus on what it wants to focus on, right? Like our brains aren't designed to, take in everything all at once. Like it can't, right? Like our nose is constantly in our peripheral vision all the time, but our brains, sorry, now you're going to be like looking at your nose, but. But our brains filter it out. So if you're telling yourself that, oh my gosh, that distance is just like, oh, that's excruciating. You're right. Cause then your brain's going to look for evidence that the distance is crazy, you know, is, is vast and long and it's dangerous and it's hard and all those things, right? So here's the funny thing about thoughts is sometimes it'll be like, if your thought has constantly been 
oh, it's such a far distance for me to get there. You can't necessarily just turn on like, oh, it's going to take me five steps because your brain's going to go, hmm, I don't know. I don't know if I believe you. Trying to protect itself. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. But if you change your thought to what if it's not as far as I think, what if it's shorter than I think, then your brain's going to start to look for evidence that that's true. Mm-hmm. Right. We have a lot more power than we realize. It's so true. And when you think, when you think about that, Kelsey, when you're talking about describing your, your low point in your period in that, that respect, I think about some of the things I find in my coaching clients is the fact that they've done things that are supposedly wrong or made mistakes in their past that they never, never forgiven themselves for. So talk to us about yeah. that empathy and that forgiveness component of, of finding that best true self of ours, because so oftentimes we're blocked by things that we did, but that's all just electrical energy in our brain. And we're talking about rewiring our brain to get rid of those doubt demons. Talk to us about what that role plays in your life and then what suggestions you would have for other people to, to rewire in that and give themselves some, some space to understand that that was just part of the process to get them where they're at today. Yeah. I mean, I'm a strong believer that everything happens for a reason, Mm -hmm. right? Everything. It's gotten you to the point where you are today and you wouldn't be the person you are today without all of those experiences. And it's interesting because I believe that um, trauma can be stored energetically in the body. Oh God. Yeah. So if we are triggered by, you know, a circumstance and it brings up a feeling of guilt or shame or because of something that we can't forgive ourselves for or whatnot, that's stored energy in your body. That's stored trauma or experiences that you know are stored in your body. And so some of the work that I do is quite is energetic work where we go into the feelings, we breathe into that, into those emotions where they're stored, what's coming up, what memories are surfacing, and try to really process that emotion. And until we can really bring awareness, acknowledgement, and acceptance, we can't process it. And it'll, it'll hold us back. It'll keep us stuck. It can be difficult work, but it's so rewarding. And I like, you can see people's bodies change when we do this kind of work, right? Cause again, it's energy. So if it's shifting, if you're able to shift the energy um, and process it, your body will change. It's, it's pretty fascinating. I don't know if that answered your question, but yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> The, the the beauty behind that is I, I I wish nobody had a doubt at all that we've compartmentalized and stored emotions because if you've done right at Anamaya, I mean, I've got that beautiful mm-hmm. second deck where I'm doing some like holotropic psychedelic breath work and yeah. I'm watching the release. I'm watching where it's coming from. Like I can look and go, oh, that's some anger that came out. That's some sadness. Not just, yeah. you know, it might come out in tears or whatever, but it stems from like, where's it coming from? You're seeing it move out. And when people stand up, they're like, Wow, I feel different. Go, go look in the mirror. Yeah. Like I, your different. eyes are awake. You're, you're, you just yeah. came out like the anesthetized version of you that walked to this yoga deck, who was having a great time, who was already looking better than when you started, mm-hmm. just had a sh- massive shift. And I see that with some of the Yin Yoga classes that Kim's teaching at night. We're doing some kind of chants. In fact, I can tell you between chants, Yin, and some of the breath work and guided meditations I've done on that deck. We've been part of the catalyst for so many, holy crap, is this the real world, up-leveling moments where people go, I now get it. And they're not yeah. even sure what they get. Something transcends in them. And yeah. I want us all to have that. I mean, so, what are, so some, powerful. Yeah, what are some other ways that we can get to that space? Because you, you've talked about it, you know, reprogramming the subconscious mind or the mm-hmm. brain. It could be through yoga. What are some other ways that people can explore? Because I know we've got people right now who are listening, who are going through some really difficult stuff. How can we help them? 
have that breakthrough just to see life in maybe a different light, that little shift? Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a couple things that are coming up for me. I mean, you know, I think earlier, Christopher, you were talking about forgiveness and I think whether it's forgiving ourselves or forgiving other people's, I think that carries so much weight. It weighs us down so much. Uh And the crazy thing is, is it has nothing to do with the other person, right? Like with the, whatever the situation was, whatever the circumstance was. And so it's removing ourselves from the circumstance, even the most painful circumstances they're in the past. So they're, it, it happened. It's a factual neutral circumstance because we can't change it. Right. So now at this stage, how are we going to think about it and how are we going to feel about it? We have the power to change that. Now, again, like I was saying with the, um, like with the distance thing, sometimes our brains are like, Oh, you know, like I hate this circumstance. I hate this situation to like, I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes our brains aren't going to go there, but there are ways that we can, at least turn the focus inwards of number one, recognizing that the the circumstances is in the past. It's factual. We can't change it. And so what I can change is my thought about it. So we can focus on slowly working on changing the thoughts, which will change the emotions. And then the other thing is to really go into the emotion. So there's a practice of energy work that I do called SRI. So it stands for somato respiratory integration. So the body and breath, and we integrate the breath. And a lot of it is the first stage. There's 12 stages of healing with SRI. It was created by Dr. Donnie Epstein. I learned about it from Dr. John Amaral. And the first stage really is just about connecting to your own suffering. And so it's breath work on different areas of the body of, of literally just putting your hands on top of each other Gently, like even if it's just on, you know, your chest and breathing into that area and recognizing what's the energy here? What are the emotions here? Right. What is the feeling? Is it, does it feel thick or, or light or does it feel happy or sad? And so you can, you can go into this area of the body. The other area of the body that you can go into is your solar plexus. And then you go into your belly and you'll be amazed at how different energies, different emotions are in these three areas of the body. So sometimes just connecting to the emotion and breathing into it and then releasing it will help to shift it. It's kind of a paradox. It's like you have to feel the sadness. You have to feel the anger. You have to feel Mm -hmm. the emotion and accept it. So accept that that's what's happening. Accept that there's deep feelings of, of sadness or shame or worthlessness or whatever that those feelings are. And actually accept them because our brain doesn't want to accept them because we think if we accept it, we're stuck. Yeah. But actually what happens if we accept, that's where the paradox lies is if we accept, then we can, then we can actually shift that energy. I would love to add a few things in so that people can look at this from multiple angles. A lot of times we can heal something and maybe that's the beyond doll. We screamed into a pillow, we yelled final emotion. One of the things with forgiveness is we're detaching from the emotion that it brought us. So Mm -hmm. in other words, if I'm angry, that person hurt me, I hate them, and I'm a little bit ashamed too, but I just want to kill them. Okay, well, what we want to release is we know that's factual info. It happened. It's that angry attachment every time this reminds me of that or that or everything brings shame because that's going to explode in us. What are some of the things that we can do collectively to be honest that we might remove all the, you know, the emotion in the moment, but triggers can show back up and they can come in and healing is... um, an ongoing process that always reappears yeah. in the now. What does that look like? What can we do? 
because we all have great teaching methodologies that do some great work, but I don't ever want to think one's the be all end all because mm-hmm. I see loopholes in all of them. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I mean, I believe we're on this planet to grow and evolve and that, Amen. you know, that's a constant. And so I feel like with any of these modalities, we're brushing the surface or we're touching on an aspect of it. And then once we're able to kind of touch on that aspect and go, okay, well, wow, I learned a lot from that. I was able to process that. Yeah. That feels really different. But then there might be another trigger. There might be another aspect of, you know, of that energy or that thing or that memory or that experience. Well, I've got a question for you, Kelsey, because you're obviously an accomplished person. You've done a lot of things in your life and you're an established coach now. One of the things I've been hearing a lot about lately is people sitting there saying, Chris, I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the best I can. What do you say when a client comes to you and says, Kelsey, I'm doing the best I can? What way do you get them to realize that they're not really truly doing their best? How do you get them to bridge that gap? Some of the things that we use is uh, negative situations to build that leverage, like big big enough why, you have a big enough how. How do you get them to rewrite what their best truly is? Because people are so much more capable of what it is that they can truly do. We were talking about this before we went live. We're all so much more capable and resilient than we really give ourselves credit for. How do we bridge that gap in the easiest way possible? Yeah, it's a great question. I think the first thing I would want to find out is what is it they want? right? Like, what do you want? Right. And it's like, well, you know, I want this, but then the brain wants to keep them safe, but I'm doing the best I can and it's not working out. So I would want to find out what is it that you want and why? And if I can get them to get super, super clear on, well, I want to make a million dollars. Great. But why? Yeah. Right. Well, I want to build a a business and help women and children. Great. But why? Mm -hmm. And then if I can reinforce that, why? And we, you know, little ways that you can reinforce, like even just writing it down, reminding yourself daily. I check in with my clients a lot, but getting super, super clear on the why. And then there's, um, I'm sure you've all heard the the seven layers of why. Yeah. So it's like, well, why? Well, because I want to, I want to serve the world. Well, why? Well, because you know, I want to be a good person. Well, why? And then you keep asking them why, why, why? And usually around, you know, you go seven layers deep. And usually after like the fourth or fifth time you ask, you can just see their body change and their energy change. And they start to speak a little more slowly and they go really deep. Yeah. And then they end up with this really profound answer of why. I mean, there's still some coaching work involved, but I feel like it's really, I see the click typically of then I'm doing the best I can. It's like, oh, hell no. I can do so much more because now my why is so deep and so profound and so beautiful that they connect with that, you know, and there'll be times where their brain wants to go default to, "Ah, but I don't know. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm smart enough, but um, it's a process. But yeah, I find that really beautiful. What is it that you want and why? Mm -hmm. Get to the root. One of the things Mm -hmm. that um, I'm sure you'd appreciate too, is I see so many people when they create their why purpose or mission statement, there's always mm-hmm. contingencies and I yeah. beg people to not have a contingency. So in other words, if I were to mm-hmm. say, if I'm a chef, I would say I create amazing food and beautiful delicacies so I can support my family and help change the world. Well, what if you don't have your family? What if you can no longer be a chef? You're saying you become invaluable in the moment. You mm-hmm. have to dig deep. If I hear family, if I hear something in your current vehicle or operate like that, that's your purpose. I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. I want you to go deeper. And then it comes into something like, I create moments for other people through my craft so that mm-hmm. I can support those around me I love. Those people might change. The craft might change. But now, no matter where I am or why I'm there, my why yeah. is now it's 
it's dynamic in the sense that it's ongoing, but it's static yeah. and solid. So the rest of my world is yeah. always going to be supported through that. So that's right. Yeah, I love that. It's hard to get people there. I mean, it's like you said, it's a process. So how yeah. do we get people to process and, and move into that space? Because I know people get stuck on, no, 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 I do it for my family. No, no, I do it for this. I'm like, I get it. You know, I want to mm-hmm. say, I don't, I don't want to be like my dad. So I want to do everything for my family. I want to be this better person. But mm-hmm. am I doing it for that as a response? Or am I doing it to truly share my brilliance with the world? How do we get people past that? Because a lot of people get stuck there. Yeah. And again, I think it also would, my question would be, why? Why do you want to mm-hmm. do it for your family? And then again, like, why, why go deeper? Because there's, there's going to be a thought that's attached to an emotion that's going to drive them and create the results that they want. But if it's contingent on something, well, then that driving factor gets muddled. And it also feels like then it also could be out of possibly scarcity, right? Out of desperation, out of fear, like what's, what's underneath that? Is it because your parents told you that you had to have a certain mm-hmm. job or trying to prove something to somebody to, yeah. to prove something. So I'd want to find out what the driving factor is and if it's actually serving or not, our brains are tricky. <laughs> very, <laughs> very. Yeah, it's like a Rubik's cube without colors on it. Trying to figure out. Yeah. How to put it back yeah. And you're yeah. a blind person with one finger and you got to do yeah. it by yourself. That's, right. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So I would want to dig a little deeper into why, why are you doing it mm. for your daughter? Why are you doing it for your family? What's Agreed. underneath that? Agreed. Yeah, because wow. those contingencies will take you down a, a path that you're never actually fulfilling your brilliance. And that's what yeah. makes me sad. Yeah. What a powerful, powerful conversation. Kelsey, I told you it was going to go by fast. This has <laughs> been such a brilliant conversation. We'd love to have you back on the Unfiltered Experience again in the future and still continue to pick your brain about so many different things Absolutely. we didn't get a chance to talk about. Love this to. Is, I know this is powerful for everybody. We've got Jesse Cruz in the house saying, man, fire, fire, fire. People have just been chiming in all over the place. Lancelot says here, Practice does make perfect. Where'd they go? I moved. Practice does make perfect. So where can people get a hold of you to continue this conversation with you? Because you're you're very wise in your ways. And I, I believe that you have a way to help people connect with themselves and get them out of that funky spot that they might be in right now. So how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm fairly easy to find Kelsey Matheson. You can find me on Instagram at um, thekelseymatheson.com. Um, or yeah, you just had my uh, URL up there, kelseymatheson.com. And my email is kelsey at kelseymatheson.com. So you can email me directly. You can find me on my website. You can find me on IG. It's pretty, pretty easy to find me. Wow. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to place you backstage here for a second. Don't go anywhere because Scott and I still want to have a little chat with you afterwards. But thank you for being here and appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, you so are, much for having me. You're thank most you, welcome. You. You're most welcome. And one final ask, if you got out value out of this, which we know you did, please do us a solid. Do we not have any advertisers? We don't charge anything for this. Share this out on your social media and just put a few words on there. Hey, just saw this great conversation with these guys. Here's something that I took away from it. It'd take you 30 seconds, but it would mean the world to us because the more people we can impact, the greater world we can have for all of ourselves, the most importantly, we can leave to our kids and our kids' kids because people out there are struggling right now. So you using your social currency to go out there and make a difference by sharing this show out will help us make have a greater impact and get more people to the show. So that is your assignment, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you in the comments. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Have a beautiful week. Love you all. Hey, if you are ready to grow your business, serve more people and make more money, then I'd like to invite you to join my mastermind for female wellness entrepreneurs. 
If you are a life coach, a yoga teacher, retreat leader, fitness expert, massage therapist, or healer, join this amazing group of women who are working towards becoming unstoppable as they grow their businesses. You will learn what it takes to start making at least $10,000 per month consistently. Just head over to KelseyMatheson.com, click on work with me at the top of the homepage and sign up to the mastermind for wellness entrepreneurs. Let's start working together to grow your business. I'll see you inside. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please share this with another female entrepreneur who might need some love and support. And of course, if you haven't already, I would be so grateful if you subscribe, rate and review my show on your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to connecting with you next week.